Hi there. Welcome to Alone But Not Lonely, the site for the single person learning to become comfortable with living alone, not necessarily by choice, but due to circumstances and a lack of viable selections. I am Selena, your host in this journey. Before we begin, please accept this as a disclaimer. I do not offer advice. I only offer suggestions. I offer suggestions so that the person listening can accept his or her right to choose. What worked for me may not necessarily work for you. Now, having said that, let's begin our journey. Today's journey is named More About Gratitude. You might have noticed, I just can't leave this topic alone. Gratitude has played such an integral part in both my emotional health and overall well-being. Maintaining an attitude of gratitude really has gifted me with the wonderful quality of serenity. How so, you may ask? Well, first of all, let's define serenity. When a person describes a lake as being serene, they're generally referring to it as being calm, peaceful, placid, and or undisturbed. These synonyms seem most appropriate when explaining how gratitude has affected my life. For instance, as one of my sons and I traversed the Northwest Territory, we happened upon some of the most beautiful scenery in the world in Springdale and Big Timber, Montana. In particular, those mountains look like chocolate cake drizzled with the sugary white frosting. Oh my goodness, how awesomely grateful was I to have the gift of sight and color to be able to bask in the beauty of this earth. In that moment, I felt an overwhelming sense of joy that such splendor was placed here for us to take in and enjoy. Every once in a while, I speak with people, however, strangers, friends, associates, who fail to appreciate the silver lining in a situation. For instance, When I attempted to return home from the journey with my son, the flight was delayed twice. Nevertheless, my son drove me to the airport under the assumption that I'd be returning home, but a couple of hours later than originally planned. On the way to the airport, traffic was horrendous. There was an accident that totally brought six lanes of traffic to a standstill. Checking his navigational device, it was suggested that we remain on the freeway because attempting to reach the airport by way of downtown would prove to be an even worse nightmare. Construction was also taking place downtown. About 30 to 45 minutes later, we passed the accident. And then things seemed to be going well. We were riding smoothly. However, once we got near the airport, they too were doing construction. Now, we've all seen this, and I know a long time ago I used to practice this same thing. I'd see the sign saying right lane ends, but I'd bogart my way to the front of the line, then cut in on a more sensible driver. 
So, of course, this began to occur as we neared the block lane. Many people who were no doubt late for their flights and who also would probably have to wait in the TSA line forever, they kept breaking line. It was cool, though. I was grateful, however, that my flight was about three hours away due to the delay. What a relief. Finally, I left early enough to be on time for something. Upon arriving at the airport, I checked my luggage, then proceeded to the TSA. After repacking everything before leaving the TSA, I headed to the gate. At the gate, I met a wonderful, more experienced woman, and she and I shared a deeply moving spiritual conversation. Things were going so well. Then it happened. Our flight was canceled. Everyone began running to get on another flight. This being my first experience with a canceled flight, I didn't know that I should have rushed to the front of the line so that I could be booked on the next flight out. As the flight attendant handed us our options paper, she explained that the plane was originally delayed due to weather. Then another attendant said it was due to some mechanical difficulties. Subsequent to each of these explanations, I could immediately find the silver lining. I was grateful that the airlines did not send us to our death that night. I would rather be delayed and remain alive than be en route and fall out of the sky to my demise. I use the above example because I'm always skeptical of people who fail to find a reason to be grateful. Don't get it twisted. I'm not your positive, perky type of person. I always tend to be a bit practical. And I also possess, as part of my personality, an objectivity which allows me to recognize the many sides of an issue. What I do know, however, is that I'm more about getting into the solution of a situation rather than remaining in the problem. Practicing an attitude of gratitude facilitates switching my brain functions to quickly accept the negativity of a situation while actually understanding how the situation could have been much worse. By balancing the negative with the positive, I'm much more likely to move towards a solution rather than continuing to stress over the problem itself. So gratitude helps me to move towards the acceptance of a situation much faster than if I just keep reliving the negativity of it. So... Why do I keep harping on gratitude? Why is it so important? It is important because I have to stop taking credit for the things that God does. His ideas. I had to finally accept, as well as admit, that all of these wonderful ideas that I had been labeling as my own as a result of some brainstorming activity really weren't mine to begin with. God just planted them into my mind in order to help me enjoy my best life ever.
I had to learn to thank him for the gifts or the talents that he has given me. Talents such as the ability to communicate and the courage to share these thoughts with others. I really can't accept credit for this because I believe that this loving God used my youngest son to plant the seed in my mind that I should pursue this avenue of expression. I know a lot of people can argue that this is one of my gifts and that God had nothing to do with it. Well, one can make that argument. Perhaps within his or her own life, that argument rings true. But take a minute to think about this, though. One day, a person close to you could be a boyfriend, a girlfriend, but let's say it's a parent. They give you a small gift box with a bow on top. You open it up. To your surprise, there's that Apple Watch for which you've been saving. How do you demonstrate your appreciation for this gift? Do you close the box, turn around and go to your room to admire the watch some more? Do you put it on right there without saying anything to the parent who's given it to you? I should think not. A normal person would be grinning or laughing from ear to ear, thanking his or her parent all the while struggling to put on the watch. Later, they might even continue thanking their parent every time she or he sees them and may even decide to write a thank you note to really demonstrate how much they truly appreciate the thoughtfulness of their parent. I can bet you every time she or he looks at the watch, fond memories of the parent will come to mind. It's a rare occurrence for someone to receive a gift and not express gratitude. So how can I, a person who can see in color the beauty of flowers, trees, mountains, rivers, gorges, horses, deer, prairie dogs, and human beings, not thank the person whom I believe gave me that gift. How can I, a person who can walk upright without assistance, not thank God for the ability to be able to do so when I clearly remember and still have the walker I had to use after surgery? How can I, a person who still has relatively good functioning cognitive ability, not thank God for this gift most of all when I've been in the company of people with Alzheimer's disease. How can I not thank God for allowing me to wake up this morning when so many people did not? You see, based on every experience that that has occurred in my life up until this day, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that when I am grateful, I am thanking God for what he has done for me. As I thank God throughout my day for the many gifts or presents that he has given to me, then I am demonstrating that I appreciate his gifts. 
I am grateful for them. When I am grateful for God's gifts, then I am reminded of something a great man once said. A full and grateful heart cannot contain great conceits. So gratitude, recognizing that everything I am and have are as a result of a loving and benevolent God, helps to keep me from thinking more of myself than I ought to. It keeps me from taking credit for things that God has done. When I tell God, thank you, I love you, and I appreciate every little thing that he does for me, then I have happiness, serenity, and peace. Although I may be physically alone, I'm not lonely because someone who loves me is always with me. When I call on him, I never receive a busy signal. This is the reason why, even though I may be alone, I am never lonely. Until next time, this is Selena, your host for Alone But Not Lonely.